Hello and welcome to Maine Education Matters with Matt and Matt, and my name is Matt. And my name is Matt too. We are going to do some stuff today. Yeah, well, well so, <laughs> so if you're not aware, things are... Our legislature is ridiculous. Let me put it to you this way. The process mm-hmm. is ridiculous. I always thought, based on that Schoolhouse Rock video, that what happens is it goes to one of the houses in Congress, it gets passed, and then it goes to the other house in Congress, and it gets passed, and then it goes to the governor's office, and it gets signed. And if it doesn't go through all those steps, it's basically dead. Boy, was I wrong. It's got a lot more steps, it seems. It goes from like that. If it starts at the House, or sort of the committee, goes to the House, then it goes through like a first reading, a second reading, and then it goes through like an enactment or an engrossment or something or other, then it goes to the Senate, and then it goes through a bunch of steps there, then it comes back to the House, then it goes back to the Senate. It might go to another particular point uh, where they, they look at it, and then they come back to the House and Senate and say, are you really sure you want to do this? And then they're like, yeah, we want to do this. And then they, it's just, what is happening? Now I understand, because that uh, that nice song that we heard on Schoolhouse Rock yeah. could not have jammed all that stuff in. They really couldn't have. It would have been like as long as American Pie or something. It would have been like taking a, a, a an epic television show that had been on for seven seasons and condensing this massive, massive world down into six episodes for a finale that left everyone, most everyone, wildly disappointed. And I'm talking about the New Heart Show. Obviously. Right. So let's start with House bills. Sure. So the way we're going to do this is there are bills that have been passed that we are not going to reference here today that have gone through because the way that they operate, sometimes they just literally just bam, it's a vote and it goes through. That they're not even going to take a discussion on. They're not going to do a roll call on. So what we're going to do is we're going to look at some of some of the bills that have gone through the House that actually have a roll call vote. There's a page on the uh, on the legislature website where you can actually see when they ask for a roll call and, and they get a roll call uh, vote. You can see how your legislator voted and you can see how everyone else voted. And there have been looks like around six bills or so mm-hmm. in the last couple of weeks that have gone through that that are that have been roll called. So we're going to start okay. there. Let's start with one. So we're going to start off with LD 318, an act to prepare all students for work and life by requiring that students receive instruction in vocational preparation and practical life skills. What they were voting on is they were voting to accept the majority's ought not to pass report. And this is another weird little layer because you'll see it'll say the the vote is to accept the majority ought to pass or to accept the majority ought not to pass. But sometimes it'll say accept the minority ought to pass, mm-hmm. which I just find I, I don't know how they come to those decisions. But this was to accept the majority ought not to pass okay. on this particular bill. Okay. It, if it's ought not to pass, it means it's dead right yes and that and it was prevailed that that vote preva- that vote prevailed uh 82 to 60 and then there were six absent two excused and one was vacant so that basically means the ought not to pass report was accepted so this bill is dead oh uh, we're sorry bill we'll come back to another one though we will uh i guess uh ld <laughs> i guess uh, i don't know what are we on now uh, that's what I'm trying to figure out. 712, I LD think. LD 712, yes. An act to fully fund after-school and preschool programs in the school funding formula. 
increase the economically disadvantaged student factor in the school funding formula and increase the school construction debt service limit. This bill was, uh, the, the vote was to accept the majority ought to pass as amended report. So what I'm seeing right now, this one has been adopted by the House and the Senate. And fortunately, the first part is it's going to amend the bill by striking out the title and substituting the following, much shorter, an act to increase the school construction debt service limit. Yay, words. So do they get rid of all the rest of it? But the next part says amend the bill by striking out all of sections 1 to 10 and amend the bill by relettering or renumbering any non-consecutive part letter or section number to read consecutively. Mm, makes sense. And so the summary, this amendment changes the title and strikes all sections of the bill except... The provision that raises the maximum debt service limit from $126 million to $150 million. So it's, it kept increased school construction debt service, yep. but it got rid of fully funding the after-school and preschool programs. Bye-bye. And it got rid of increasing the economically disadvantaged student factor in the school funding formula. Which, if you've heard one of our either in the future pods or in the past pods. Depending on the snap. That came back as like bullet number seven of 17. It did. It it, it really did. (laughs) So that one's been adopted by both the House and Senate at this point. Uh, What are we up to next? Next, we're up to uh, LD300, an act to protect hourly school personnel pay during school days missed due to weather or emergency closures. And this was a recede and concur vote. And I'm going to defer to Matt to tell us what that means. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> so uh, recede and concur. Um, let's see. Divide and I, conquer. Uh, that's what I was going to go with, but that wasn't quite going to be it. So I think they are just going to um, take that as as is, that they don't have to really really do much with it. Mm-hmm. Recede and concur. So what what they did, they they struck out the title and made a new title. And they amended a few things, but they struck the portion of the bill that requires a school administrative unit to pay school personnel who are paid on an hourly basis for the hours not worked when a school day is canceled or shortened due to circumstances beyond the control of school officials. So they, they, they took that part out. So if school gets canceled, if it's a snow day, hourly people don't get paid. Wasn't that the entire point of the bill? I think so. So... They're they're completely reworking the bill and re, re, well, re, and read and redefining the bill to say that we don't want this bill. What they were saying before, I think the other part of this one was they were allowing you to spread out your hourly pay over a full year rather than just the actual hours worked. Got it. So over uh, like twenty six paychecks instead of twenty one. That was the other like part. That, That's that was right. the other part, and they they and kept that. Apparently, some school districts didn't want to do that. Yeah. And many did that I've talked to, including the one I work in right now, RSU2. Uh, I asked about this. That's why. And they said, yeah, it's not a it's not a law, but we do it because, you know, people have asked and it's really mm-hmm. not it's really not that difficult to do. Right. So if you can you can have the option to do it. And now this law, as far as I remember, is just allowing that law. It's, 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 it's forcing the option. Yeah. It's calling the question. It's receding and concurrent. And it's been receded and concurred. Mm. Yes. So I don't know where that goes. I, I think it's gone through the Senate, too. It, it has said, it says adopted by House and Senate. Perfect. So now. Good for you guys. Way to go. You're getting stuff done. 
Uh, next one is <laughs> LD-412, an act to restore system administration allocations in main school administrative units to the level prescribed for the fiscal year 2017-2018. And this is to, the, the vote was to accept the majority ought to pass as amended report, and that vote prevailed. 95-41. So this one has been, uh, both House and Senate has been uh, adopted, uh, or passed, I guess. And this one delays the establishing the system administration allocation at $135 per pupil until the fiscal year 2021. And if I remember correctly, too, about this bill, it also did not require it had to be split up in certain ways to go to administration or um, RSCs or anything, right? I believe that is this one, yes. Yeah. There was a, a couple that were combined there yeah. on the same day, so we may be confusing those exact bills. It, it, but the ultimate was. If, uh, if we, we are, we've they never just won't have this. We're, we're we're usually never confused on these things. We're very very cl- crystal clear. Crystal. And ne- we are we are definitely reckless. Most definitely. Uh, the next one was LD three hundred seven, an act to limit the number of charter schools in Maine. Hmm. Uh, this the the vote on this one was to accept the majority ought to pass as amended report. And this report, the number of yeas required were 71. They got 81, so it prevails. So this amendment capped the total number of public charter schools to 10, regardless of whether the public charter school is authorized by the commission or by local school boards or collaborators of local school boards. And it directs the main charter school commission to develop a process for the revocation or non-renewal speaking of receding and concurring of a public charter school's charter for public charter schools. Wait, did I just? This amendment. Let me say that again. This amendment also directs the Maine Charter School Commission to develop a process for the revocation or non-renewal of a public charter school's charter for public charter schools <laughs> that are not meeting required. <laughs> public charter schools charter for charter schools. <laughs> I guess it's all in how you read it. Uh, so no later than January 1st, 2020 on the recommended process. Okay. So here, so, okay. For those of you paying attention before, whenever we would say spicy dill pickle chips, you have to take a drink, right? Made that drinking game. Now let's read that one again. And every time you hear the word charter. (laughs) This amendment also directs the main charter school commission to develop a process for the revocation or non-renewal of a public charter school's charter for public charter schools that are not meeting. Oh my God. (laughs) Now Okay. Yeah, so anyway, that one has also passed the House, uh, excuse me, adopted by the House and Senate. Okay, so that's the, the, it's either sitting in appropriations or on the governor's table at this point to be signed. There was a fiscal note, minor cost increase. So probably won't go out of them. Probably not. All right, the last one that I have on the list of um, bills before the House that have been mm-hmm. roll called, at least on there as I'm seeing it right now, mm-hmm. is LD-1050. Okay. LD-1050 was an act to require education about the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. And the vote on this one was to accept the minority ought to pass as amended. And the this number... Is by, the, by the House? This is by the House. Okay. To accept the minority ought to pass as amended report. The number of yeas required was 72, and the number of yeas received were 48. So this motion failed to accept the minimum ought to pass as amended. Interesting. However it got a little more interesting because this one came up again to be what's called reconsider. So I think what happened, what's happening in this bill is that it was originally all about teaching the Holocaust and mandating 
teaching just the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. But what has happened is the bill has become amended and the language of the bill has become amended to not just specifically focus on the Holocaust, but to focus and be, uh, be, uh, on genocide in general, yep. including the Holocaust. So it kind of expanded it a little bit. It, yes, it did. Uh, let me see if I can get the actual... The actual wording says, The history of genocide, including the Holocaust, must be taught and must be included in the review of content standards and performance indicators of the system of learning results conducted in accordance with... Blah, blah, blah. For a purpose of this section, it defines what Holocaust means. But basically, instead of just the Holocaust, it now is the history of genocide, which includes the Holocaust. Right. And and, and another, I think an important point that is that the amendment does is that it doesn't require, if this were to pass into law right like this year, it wouldn't require teaching the genocide next year. Because what this is saying is that in the next social studies review, it has to be looked at and brought in. Mm-hmm. Now, for those of you paying attention at home, the social studies standards were just updated earlier this session. Mm-hmm. And if I'm remembering cor- my, my processes correctly, DOE only does, it tries to do a five-year cycle on their standards review. Currently, yes, but I've heard rumors that may change. Okay. So that may be part of it also. That, okay, that might be part of it then. So, I mean, if, if based on based on history, it would then, this would go into, into law, but then would not be really looked at again for another five years mm-hmm. as it's currently written, as things currently exist. It does talk about the fiscal note, which is a little bit of interesting pieces of this. It only adds $9,000. Uh, it provides funds for costs of holding meetings with stakeholders to revise social studies standards. Mm-hmm. But let me read it because it is it is fairly interesting. Uh, says the fiscal note on this amendment identifies certain requirements in the amendment as a potential state mandate. In order to be a mandate pursuant to the Constitution of Maine, a provision must require a local unit of government to expand or modify its activities so as to necessitate additional expenditures from local revenue. Fair enough. Hmm. The committee finds that the provision in the bill requiring the history of genocide to be taught in schools, the provision the fiscal note identifies as potentially a mandate, does not create a mandate since the history of genocide relates to topics already required to be taught in schools and so should not cause any school to expand or modify its activities so as to necessitate additional expenditures from local revenue. So basically, you guys should already be doing this anyway. Right. It's already in our standards. Right. Go make sure it is. And those are the meetings that when people are being like, what do I do with this? They're... I would assume those work sessions uh, with that, that committee put together would be like, well, here are, here are the standards that you're working with, and here's how it fits in. Mm-hmm. You don't really have to do just you have to maybe you over, have overlooked it. Or maybe you're not thinking you're doing it, but you're actually doing it. Right. That, that's what I'm thinking that note was, but I thought that was Sounds fairly like interesting about, about that note. Other than the, the summary of the actual bill is just like, yeah, inst- instead of the Holocaust, it's all genocide. Right. But I thought that was pretty interesting, that fiscal note one. So yay to you people who write the fiscal notes. Way to go, you who write the fiscal notes. Which clearly not us. That one has been adopted by the Senate, by the way. Nice. And the House, then. Does not say the House as of yet. Oh, no, that's right, because it's 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 being reconsidered. It's being reconsidered. That's right. I I got ahead of myself thinking about... It's receding. it's, It's been receded. Hopefully it will be concurred. Hopefully. We can only hope. So that that's what we have for the House. So let's move over to the Senate. We've already talked about some things that have been um, approved by the Senate along the way. But 
Um, and I got to be honest, and I'm going to put this out there. Dear Maine Senate, please make it easier for people to find information about what you're doing. Please. Transparency in government, Matt. I'm not sure. I, I can, we can go and find the roll call. Now, the way that the House page works for the roll calls is actually they update it live. It's way better. It's it's really nice how they do it. It's all on mm-hmm. a list. You have hyperlinks. You can go right to their roll call votes. You can go right to the LD so you can see that information. It's great. That's the House. If you go across the building over to the Senate, they do things a little differently over there because the roll call votes there, you go to their page and it's a link to like roll call number 130. Well, what's on roll? What, what does that mean? And you have to click the link and it opens up an individual PDF. So for you folks out there, some of the ways that we get our information for this is we have to go and open every single one of those to see what it is they actually voted on. And it's pretty clear from what we do. We don't like That doing. sounds like work. Sounds like work. And that's a lot of work. Yep. And we want it to be easy, folks. Do better. Do better. So I went on to, we went on to another fun platform, and I found a few bills that have been recently passed through by the Senate. Uh, thanks to their Twitter handle, nice, which is at me underscore Senate. Um, you can also follow the House, which is at at me underscore House. Amazing consistency there. Uh, so one of the first one recent one was LD one fifty, an act to improve attendance at public elementary schools. The Senate has passed to be engrossed as amended. And if you want to remember what this one does. Um, the amendment of this one clarifies that provisions of the bill relating to persons attending schools outside of the unorganized territory also apply. Uh, provides The amendment provides that unless a person in an unorganized territory five years of age or older and under seven years of age who is enrolled in a public day school withdraws from the school, the person is required to attend the school during the time it is in session. So it's really just about making if you're between five and seven and you decide to go to school, you go to school. Period. It's not, it's not optional. If you're deciding to go, you can't say, eh, I'm going to go on, like, odd days. Right. This is, this is, it's not preschool anymore where you can do Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. So there. So That one's been adopted by the Senate. It has been adopted by the Senate. Go Senate. The next is LD-1283, um, a resolve to advance college affordability by convening a task force to recommend a sustainable funding model for maintaining Maine's public higher education infrastructure. 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 And this has gone through uh, final passage, emergency, got the two-thirds going forward, so I think this is going through. And just ought to pass, not even amendments. I'm clicking for the amendments. There none. Are, there are none. Good for you they, guys. They, they like this task force to try to make school more affordable. Um, LD-866, to support college completion by homeless youth in Maine. That is the next one that has been gone into from the Senate. And what's interesting about this one is it's gone right to special appropriations. Nice. So we're going to let's talk about making sure that we can it's been adopted by the House and the Senate. Yep. I just saw that. Um, But I like how it this amendment strikes and replaced the bill. (laughs) Thanks. We didn't spend too much time on this one anyway. No. Nope. What? This complete. I, I I just don't like how they do that. I just don't like how they do that. It's, been, they, a, it's been a little eye-opening. 
the last How? couple of years trying to figure oh. this out and especially this year since we've talked about all of them it's like yeah we spent a lot of time talking about these bills and then eventually what happens is this amendment which strikes and replaces the bill it's like okay so it's a brand new bill which did not go through public hearing that's the part that bugs right? me right there did not go through work session did not go through that process but it got to that it got to this point and they said oh you know what no we're going to change everything and make it something completely different we're going to make it about tacos we, or something we know oh Distraction. Uh, so this one actually defines a homeless student as a student under 25 who has been verified at any time during the t- two years preceding to be defined as homeless, uh, according to a federal definition. Uh, each state post-secondary educational institution designates a staff member as the homeless student liaison, which is very cool, and authorizes each state uh, post-secondary educational institution to award a homeless student a financial in- assistance grant, which is limited to the remaining cost of tuition, less all after, uh, excuse me, after all the additional financial aid they've got. That is that a student is not required to repay. So it kind of does a lot of the same stuff. It just says, yeah, you can give them grants now. And they have a special grants for homeless kids, which is great. So it worked out in the end that they didn't change it to tacos. Uh, In this case, unless we unless they could you know use tacos to pay, you know new barter system, a a new barter system. Yeah, so you know you have coins, you have dollars, you have Venmo and taco. Seems reasonable. Yeah, and I think that there's a definite difference in value between a soft taco and a hard taco. I would say that to be true, and I I don't think this is the time or the place to discuss that I, very thing about what not. where we where we stand on the value of a hard soft taco versus a hard taco. But I will say that whenever Taco Bell came out with that thing where they wrapped the soft taco in beans around the hard taco, that was a pretty genius move. I have to say, that was that was that was pretty pretty smart of them. Anyway, uh, another one by the Senate. <laughs> You think we get we don't we we lack serious focus a little. Uh, LD twelve sixteen, an act to support community schools. Nice. Um, you learned a lot about this one in the past. I really did. So I this do remember a- talking about community schools being like something I didn't even know existed. Mm-hmm. But this one has gone through the House and Senate, both House and at Senate this point now. So. So I'm looking at the amendment, and it's amending by adding an appropriation section. It adds $500. Slow down. Yep. <laughs> These are the base allocations for federal funding to support the implementation and expansion of community schools. So $500 a year Five. for the next two years. Um, $500. $500. Do not pass go. Do not collect your $500. $100. And it does project over the 21-22 and 22-23 school years to be $500. Yes. It makes the community school pilot project permanent. Increases the number of schools that may be designated as community school from 3 to 5. And then an extra 10 starting in 21-22. It includes base allocations of $500 per year beginning two years from now to create the newly created community schools program account within the department. So here's what we cannot we can no longer say. We can no longer say that the folks in Augusta fund the initiatives True. that they want us to go they, through. They just did. They, they gave they gave an act to go to designate more community schools 
five hundred dollars. So a thousand dollars over two years, to be fair. I'm gonna. Re- that is fair, and that's math. <laughs> so I'm gonna read a little bit of the fiscal note additions because I'm getting to know after like this pod, the fiscal notes are actually the interesting parts. They're. They're fascinating. So I'm uh, down to the third paragraph of the fiscal detail and notes. If sufficient federal funds are not received to support the full cost of the community school program, which, you know, 500 bucks, support may be required through future general fund appropriations or as part of a future funding appropriated for GPA. Funding allocated for community schools within GPA and future biennia will impact the distribution of state subsidy to local school administrative units. Finally... This bill continues the department's authority to employ a state to employ a state community school coordinator to implement the program. You know what we have to do? We have to respect its authority. But the department has never filled this position <laughs> and is uncertain whether additional staff will be needed for this purpose. So the authority is not respected. If the need becomes evident, the department will submit a budget request. <clears throat> so we get this cool program. We're going to give you $500. And, you know, if you fill it, great. If not, we'll take that $500 back and, you know, fund, I don't know, opioid crisis or something. The 500 right. bucks. So, interesting. That has been adopted by the House and Senate, which overall is a good thing. We're making fun of the 500 bucks we because are. it's 500 bucks. It's 500 bucks. <laughs> but it's a good thing. They so had, we they, were they, very they, happy. They went into amendment for $500, but okay. Whatever. <laughs> it would, you know. <laughs> What are we on If it next? had been $501, we'd have been totally fine with it. Oh, easy. So the last one that I have on the list um, from the Senate, and I'm sure there are more, but this was all I could find when I scrolled through Twitter for five minutes yesterday <laughs> because they, give, they put every single thing that they do on there, and they do a lot during the day, including things like calendar announcements and, you know. The, the thing about that Twitter account is – at the end of last year, when we were thinking of doing something like this pod, yeah, and watching some of the Senate things about LD sixteen sixty six, and watching the video of the Senate and their Twitter feed is right next to it, it was changing literally every five or every six five seconds. Yeah, it was just okay because it was like blah 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 blah, blah. and the the Twitter feed is like trying to catch up, and sometimes it, I saw it stuttering and it missed a few, and it's. All right, I'll catch up now. Whoever's typing all this stuff in, it was amazing. But yeah, it gets really it gets, fast. It gets Especially really fast. Especially the next three weeks. We only got three weeks supposedly left. I know. I don't know how they're going to do it all, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, but it's really kind of interesting that you chose to bring up LD sixteen sixty six, which you know kind of sticks in our minds and in our hearts and in our guts a little bit, because the last one that I have on the list is LD nine eighty five. You may remember this one. And, and one of the things they did here, it was, it was called an act to maintain high school diploma standards by repealing proficiency-based diploma standards. Now, one of the things that they've had done is they've done a title change to this. Ooh. So it's now, and usually when they do a title change, they try to reduce the number of words that are in there. Ooh, like we, we had a few minutes ago, from four lines to one. Right. To nice deca- job. From, from preschool and socioeconomic to disadvantaged and, to, and debt service to just debt service. Yep. Let's just cut out the noise. Um, this is now an act to maintain high school diploma standards by repealing proficiency-based diploma standards. No change. And Ooh. adding the equivalent in standards achievement. Ooh. Okay? Okay. So this has been adopted by both the House and the Senate. Mm-hmm. 
And what this basically does is it gets rid of the dual option that they established last year uh, to be able to choose a credit-based or a proficiency-based way Mm -hmm. and says, all right, there's one way to get a diploma. And you can do it either through, um, let's see. So there are subjects you have to do like English four years. Or the equivalent in standards achievement. Ooh. So my question to this is, is it equivalent of four years worth of standards? Because I don't know what four years worth of standards is. And um, the English standards are broken into two different areas, 9.10 and 11.12. Hmm. So they're more span issues than anything. And I see where they're trying to go with it. They also don't define what those standards need, to, what level those standards need to be at. So it says um, it doesn't, for a high school diploma, English four years or the equivalent in standards achievement. Does that mean high school standards? Does it mean college standards? Does it mean any standard? I, so it the answer is yes. Because they don't want to be that specific. Yes. So in every single content area, it goes, it goes back to what it was originally, 47.22, way back when, 2011 and before. It just goes back to saying all the required subjects, you have to do all this. And instead of just saying two years of math, it'll say two years or the equivalent in standards achievement. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. So basically, it eliminated 47.22a. 47.22a is going to be completely gone. So... From what I'm reading of this, it took basically all of 4722A, more or less, and put it in 4722 as like an add-on. And so now we have one section of diploma standards rather than two. No more dual option. Now you just have options to pick from that might be considered dual. Right. So so let's, let's if we back up, we 4722A repealed 4722. And what the LD 6066 did was it unrepealed 4722 to now have 4722 and 4722A. And now this is repealing 4722A, so we just have 4722. I think my problem with your statement there is it's disrepealed, not unrepealed. It's, is, it, is that the proper prefix? It's anti-repealed. It, it, or is that anti-anti-repealed? I, I don't know. All, all I know is that I am antioxidants. Yes. Oh, I'm very isn't? much against oxidants. Me too. And those things should be eliminated. I say this to my family, you know, hey, blueberries are good. You want to know why? Because they're antioxidant. They're just like us. We are against oxidants. Mm-hmm. That's how you get them to eat blueberries? No, they just eat blueberries because blueberries are delicious. <laughs> Thought so. So that is a very interesting amendment considering the original bill that was out there that we talked for quite a while ago. We talked for a while on it, and it's like it. So I guess part of my question is, what does this actually change? Uh, right now, it to me, it changes nothing, but it brings up more questions than I had before. Uh-huh. That's okay. We're going to have a second session to work it all out next year. <laughs> and you'll find it right here on Main Education or whatever. Season two. <laughs> Main Education Matters with Matt and Matt. Ooh, not season two. We're going to call it session two. Session two? Just came up with that one. Uh, we'll workshop that we'll one. Workshop that. We'll workshop yeah, that. We'll workshop that. Too. All right. So finally, as we, as we can start wrapping this ridiculous bunch of definitely reckless podcasting up, um, 
there were three other since we last since last we spoke to you since last we um, talked to you know and, and put some beautiful noise into your ears. Um, there have been three other bills that have been signed by the governor as nice. of as of this particular recording, and the first is now called Chapter One Seventy Two, um, which is if I can pull up my LD, there it is LD Ten Seventy Nine. An act to authorize public schools to periodically test for radon. This didn't go through the education committee. This one is testing to make sure that radon and Mothra don't come out of the ground with a Godzilla, right? It's, it is Rodan. Hmm. Rodan comes from Rhodesia. Where does Mothra come from? Montana? All makes sense now. And 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 the king of Rhodesia is wrestler Dusty Rhodes. Rodan, Rhodesia, Ro- Do we have another enacted bill? Radon. Somewhere? So so we're gonna move on from the, the Godzilla. Pretty and the, sure we are. The word association kind of activity that we're doing here. Mm. Okay. <laughs> the smog monster. Oh my goodness, the smog monster. My favorite when I was a kid. <laughs> there was one giant lobster one. Do you remember that one? <laughs> I forget the name of that one, but it was like a, it was a giant lobster. Larry. <laughs> or maybe it's that. You know what it is? I just figured it out. It's that lobster that's on top of the taste of Maine. They found it and they boiled it. <laughs> there's this giant. If you ever go by the taste of Maine now in in, in uh, Wisconsin, not Wisconsin, in Woolwich, there's a giant inflatable red uh, lobster on there. It scares the heck out of me every time I go past because they go, oh. And now we know. And now we know what happened. We yeah. thought God, thought Godzilla got it, but nope. Taste of Maine. Taste of Maine. Way to go, Taste of Maine. Nice job. Um, so the next one, um, Chapter 158, uh, also known as LD-153, uh, an act to strengthen testing for lead in school drinking water. So we're talking about radon and lead and making sure that we're better about those things. Still sounds like a Godzilla movie to me. It might be. But it, it's it's all about doing things. You see where I'm going here? To prevent illness. I don't know. I think having Godzilla and some random titans run around the earth would be okay. If it's medically necessary. Uh, yes, if it's medically necessary. I don't have any type of religious or philosophical uh, exemption to that. Exemptions? No. But it's, it's all about these ways of using science. Whoa, actual, whoa. Slow actual, down there, buddy. Actual science to protect our kids from getting sick. Which brings us to the final bill of that's been enacted so far, according to our records, and it's a bit of a sad day, Matt. Oh. It's a bit of a sad day. It means all our testimony is now over. The, the, the sub-basement, the subfloor basement mm. has been completely welded shut. Darn it. The cardboard cutouts have been completely eaten up, and the, the, the no more mice. The, the, the custodial staff have swept up the thousands and thousands of empty bags of spicy dill pickle chips. No more mice. There's no, no, there's no more mice. Okay, I didn't know there were mice. Oh, there are mice. <laughs> and there are rats all throughout the building. Oh, boy. That was good. <laughs> Thank you. So for those of you not being able to read between the lines of what we're talking about here is LD-798, an act to protect Maine children and students from preventable diseases by repealing certain exemptions from laws governing immunization requirements has been signed by our governor. Uh, and... This was the one, if you remember way back when, had over 2,000 pieces of testimony. Um, So it's a sad day that this joke is now coming to an end. 
It is sad. But it's but in, but I think in, in my view, and I don't know if I speak for you, but I'm very happy that the governor has signed this bill. Yeah, so this one actually went through a couple of headlines. This was a roller coaster of a ride. Right. We, th- we thought this was going to keep the philosophical. No, it was going to get rid of the philosophical, but keep the religious because they're so different. Right. And maybe then, showing some things on my sleeve there, but and then I read the things and that the, the headlines came out the next day saying, "Yeah, yeah, we we did this again." And I'm yeah. like, "Geez, I didn't know you could like vote again," but they they just kept on going. That's what I mean. It's like some people, if they're not satisfied with the vote, they can say, "No, I want to reconsider." Nope, I want to reconsider. No, I want to reconsider. And some people are like, "All right, we 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 just spent like two hours discussing this. No one in the last thirty seconds has changed their mind. Come on." But apparently. They did. Apparently, they did, and they they then the original amendment was to bring back medical and religious, and then they said, "Nope, we're going to get rid of the religious." And that and one person or so in the Senate changed their mind, and that was it. That was it. It was it, you could not get any closer. Yeah, it was what seventeen to eighteen or eighteen it, to seventeen. I believe, I believe it was. And uh, one person changed their mind, and then, so it passed the House, passed the Senate, and then the governor signed it into law on May 24th, 2019. So now, the only way you can get an exemption from an immunization if you have, is if you have a medical exemption. And already there have been stories about uh, how people are going to start going out and finding the loopholes and finding yep. those doctors who are just going to give the, you know, just a medical exemption to anybody because yep. whoever want, whoever's willing to pay them, you know, $100 under the table, Yep. Or whatever it is. Which kind of was always the case anyway. Yeah. It, you the, know, the, 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 nothing really has changed there. You, you, you could always do that. You know, the other, so, and, and, by, and this is, the other thing about this is that never gets brought up enough, I think, is this is to attend public school. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to go through the medical exemption back door channels, et cetera, you still have options. Mm-hmm. You have homeschool options, and mm-hmm. you have private school options. Mm-hmm. Neither of which this is a requirement for. This is not a requirement for those. This is for public school. And public schools have to protect all students. And part of all students are students who have physical immunodeficiencies mm-hmm. and who are susceptible to those diseases. And if you have a kid or a parent or a family who is just saying, you know what, I don't want to do it because of a religious or a philosophical belief, well, now you're potentially putting other kids in danger as a result. That does not sound good. I don't, I don't think it is, and I think it's just a matter it, – it, it, for me, it's, it's that cut and dry. Yeah. That, yes, you have your, you have your philosophical Agreed. and religious beliefs. However, those philosophical and religious beliefs should, by the nature of their religion or philosophy, should never intentionally put kids in harm's way. Right. They don't extend to other people. Right. Those beliefs are your own. Exactly. And so that one is passed, and that, as of this moment, as of our recording, that's the information we have for you, folks. And I'm sure we'll have more soon. And where can you find this information, Matt? Well, I will say one of the best places to go for information is our spreadsheet. Um, that has as, as much up-to-date information as we can. If you see things highlighted in green, that means they've been signed by the governor. If they're highlighted in yellow, that means that they've gone through some level of the House or the Senate. Uh, if they're not highlighted, that means, well, they're just... Still we waiting. They we're still waiting to see what happens with that. Yep. Both the spreadsheet is pinned to our social media profiles on Twitter, which is at Main Ed Matters, and on Facebook, Main Education Matters. And I'd also follow those pretty closely because there are times as things are happening, um, our social media team, our crack social media team, is out there uh, looking at things 
and trying to and trying to get updated information on bills that we think are relevant and uh, important for our constituency. You are intrepid, faithful listeners. They're hitting the pavement, finding sources, getting details, and they're not sharing that information with us. However, because we really just. <laughs> Don't know much of anything. (laughs) (laughs) If you hear things, please let us know. Let us know, yeah. You can be a tipster or a source, depending on which one you want to be. Are you telling me we have to make the Matt and Matt hotline? I think I just did. (laughs) (laughs) We'll figure that out Uh, soon. We'll make a a hotline. Please, and please, I beg you, please prank call us. Oh, my God, yes. (laughs) That would be great. And we will play your prank calls over the air. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. (laughs) Anyway. Oh, good. Okay, uh, so our our future pods are really unknown at this point, but we will keep giving you updates on whenever we hear more stuff. If there is more public hearings for some odd reason in June, well, we know that there's at least one work session coming back up. So if we're gonna if if we hear about it, so will you. That's right. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.